0: You. It says, and when he had against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases. Now, this is the first time this word's used in scripture. Now, the names of the 12 apostles, they're not disciples anymore, they apostles, are these the first, Simon. Who's called Peter, and and there's four places in Scripture. Uh, there's four places that these complete list is used, and every time, four times, Peter's mentioned first. Isn't that amazing? You say does that mean he loved Peter more? Than he loved rest. What well, means Peter's in? Peter knew what he's doing. He's following after the Lord. And, and we listen. We criticize Peter all the time. But I'll tell you what. Peter's got it. And uh, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. uh, You know, Jesus called them sons of thunder. Remember that? And uh, Philip and Bartholomew, which is Nathaniel, Thomas and Matthew, the publican. uh, One preacher said, a publican? He's a tax collector. Don't you love him already? James, the son of Alphaeus, and Libbyus, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite. This is another Simon, and often he's called by folks Simon the Less. Some believe he's a young man. He's, he's young. Let me say this, and I'll say it loud and clear. It don't matter what age you are, you can get in. It don't matter if you're young or if you're old. It don't matter if you're tall or you're short. It don't matter if you're wide or you're narrow. You like the way I said that? and uh, it don't matter you can get in yes. and uh, Simon the Canaanite and Judas Iscariot who also betrayed him He's a devil by the way yeah. and so, so preacher if he had twelve disciples and one of them was a devil that's will right. say it amen. amen these twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them saying go not into the way of the Gentiles he said don't go to the Gentiles he said to any city of Samaria enter you not in. So you can't go, you can't go to the Gentiles, can't go anywhere that's that's and I say you can't. And and that's the way God still is, isn't it? God opens doors. God closes doors. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go, preach. Thank God for preaching. Saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. You're going to really like this one. Raise the dead. Didn't he say that? Raise the dead. I, I, believe, I believe Jesus and the disciples raised more than we know about. I'll tell you what. One day while I was dead and trespassing and sin, Jesus raised me. I'm glad to be raised into new life. He said, cast out devils freely. Ye have received freely. Freely give. Uh, listen, God wants givers. I, I better say it again. I didn't get one amen. God loves givers. You cannot outgive God, and I would recommend you try. And you'll find that God will give back to you, give back to you, and give back to you. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. Now this very specific. I'm I'm saying to you, he said, don't go to the Gentiles, don't go to the Samaritans, but go to the house of the children of Israel. So if, if you say, my ministry's healing the sick, well, then you ought to be raising the dead too. Are, are you a Jew? You ought to be just going to the Jews. Later, Jesus is going to change all this. And then he says this. He says, nor script for your journey. Uh, and then he says that in verse 11, and unto whosoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy. Are you worthy? Preacher Whittemore preached about being worthy, didn't he? And abide till you go thence. And when you come into the house, salute it. And, it. and if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return unto you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, in the day of judgment than for that city. Our Father, thank you so much for the privilege to read your word, to have some understanding. We thank you for it. Bless now, Lord Jesus, this portion, your people, we pray in your name. And Amen. You be seated. I, I, got, I wrote a few things down. I, 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 I got to looking at this. We know that John wrote the last letters in Scripture, right? John wrote Revelation. Amen. How would you like it not to have Revelation? glad I got revelation yeah. I, hey John wrote the gospel John yeah. I, and then he wrote or before even this he wrote 1st, 2nd, 3rd John Brother Whittemore referenced 1st John 1 9 was it 9, 1, 9? 1 9 if, if you sin, confess your sin yeah. and so uh, I, I said well, well what was the first books written in the New Testament anybody know what the first book in the New Testament was James, It was. It was James. And then First and Second Thessalonians. So what Matthew got to see was the gospel going all around the world. Wouldn't that be great? Hey, hey, it is great, isn't it? We see it now. The gospel is going all around the world. And one day the last one will get in and God's people is going to get out. Hey, it's just what God said. It's not what I said. It's what God said. And and then we have Galatians and 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Romans, Philippians, Colossians, um, Ephesians. Luke was the first gospel written. Acts, 1st 2nd Timothy. Titus, 2nd Timothy. Uh, first It was 1st Timothy, Titus, and then 2nd Timothy. Mark, Matthew. He's way down the line, isn't he? You know why? Matthew saw all this come together, and God moved on Matthew's heart and said, Right. And I believe, and I, I might be wrong, but I believe Matthew probably uh, said, I, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. Maybe a little while. Hadn't God ever asked you to do something and you said, I can't do that? I have a preacher. I have one. He called me to preach. I said, it must be my brother you're talking to. It's got to be somebody else. I don't even have any education. I don't know. I don't know up from down. I ain't been saved long, Lord. God said, I want you. Yes. And I'll tell you what, one of the greatest days of my life was when I said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Have you ever said yes, Lord? Oh, yes. Now, all the scriptures is, and, and as I said, there's four places that all the disciples are mentioned, all, that all the disciples are mentioned. And, and we find those, I wrote these down, Matthew 10, where we're at, Mark 3, Luke 6, Acts 1. All these mention the 12 apostles, disciples. uh, Jesus already called them here, Matthew. He's calling them apostles. First time he's ever called them that, apostles. Uh, And and Do you know what one requirement of an apostle was? Had to see Jesus. And and so we have today people who are calling themselves apostles. I hope, hope I'm, okay, I'm all right. They call themselves apostles. They're not apostles. They're not apostles. Hey, listen, there's those that say they're healers, uh, and they go to these verses and say, This is what we're reading from. This is where we get our ministry. Then all they can do is go to the Jews. That's what Jesus said Jews, the Jews. So here are a few things that I, I wrote down. I hope they'll help you. I hope they'll remind you. You say, Well, how many Jews got saved? Well, the only thing getting saved right now is Jews. Matthew's a Jew. He's a, 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 a publican. He's a, he's a tax collector. And Jesus saw him and said, come follow me. You remember that day when Jesus said to you, come follow me. That was a great, glorious day. I, you know what? I ain't got over it yet. I won't get over it. One day I'm going to a place where we'll shout the place down. I don't know what will happen to heaven. But I'll I tell you what, I'll have a body. It'll never grow weary. A body will never grow tired. You get tired, brother, with more? I get tired sometimes. I don't want to go. I don't feel like going. But God moves in my heart. And one day I'm going to feel like it. And we're going to get together on another shore. we're going to worship him forever and forever. It'll be a glorious day. But until that day, God's put some tasks at our feet. He put them in our heart and, and uh, Matthew he was a tax collector uh, and so we, we find some things first of all the master aren't you glad and I, I want to say this aren't you glad when you read the Bible the Lord speaks to you it's the Lord speaking yes, but in these passages it really is the Lord I mean it's not just the Lord speaking to everybody it's the Lord speaking yes, you say how do you know that's in red letters We know that. And Jesus, hey, hey, listen, it says, and when he called unto him his 12 disciples, Jesus is calling. I want to tell you, he's still calling. He's calling today. Come unto me. He says, come unto me, all ye that are weak and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest for your soul. Hey, listen, there's nothing like finding rest from the Lord. Nothing like it. Nothing compares to it. And Jesus Gave them power against unclean spirits. I, I, I don't know what it would have been like. Uh, I, I would like to be there when when Jesus said to Lazarus, "Come forth." Wouldn't you like to have been there? I am I am certain. Matter of fact, the Scripture tells us about another one. Uh, they were carrying him on a bar, whatever a bar is. I guess it's a, a coffin or something. But they had him they just carried him to the graveyard. He died. Jesus said, Why are you weeping? And he raised him from the dead. Peter raised people from the dead. Paul raised people from the dead. I'll tell you what, it, it's a, it would have been an amazing thing to have be been in the graveyard and heard Jesus say that, wouldn't it? Lazarus, come forth. And I heard one preacher say he had to float out of the grave because he's bound. And the Lord said, Loose him and let, set him free. You ever been loosed? It's a wonderful thing to get loosed in God. It's wonderful. Hey, hey, it'll stir your heart. It'll move your feet. We we were in a meeting. I am not I really am not able to run anymore. I just really am not. I'm too fat for one reason. No, I didn't mean that. I meant I'm too old. That sounds better, not. But I was in a meeting and they started running and I said, Lord, I sure like to run with them. If I could just if they'd just walk, I'd walk. You won't believe this, but they quit running and started walking. Yeah, I said, okay. I got up and took me a few laps at a slow pace. (laughs) But you know what? It was at Jesus' pace. Jesus wasn't always in a hurry. Isn't that that a wonderful truth? Amen. Hey, listen, Jesus was not always in a hurry. Matter of fact, he slept. We found one time he was asleep in the book of Matthew. You go back a few chapters, and they were were on the ship, and Jesus was in the back asleep on a pillow. Listen, if I'm going to sleep, I want a pillow, don't you? And so Jesus slept. And then they woke him up and said, Don't you care if we perish, Lord? The Lord said, Does this little bit of storm scare you? Peace be still then he said something that's amazing he said oh give a little faith that's amazing isn't it how much faith does it take to say to a mountain be plucked up and cast in the sea that's what Jesus said you say well I don't believe that that's your problem right there we've already already diagnosed your problem it didn't take but 30 minutes we diagnosed your problem you don't, have, you don't have enough faith. How much faith it take to be saved? I got an idea, not a lot more than it does to say that mountain be cast down, cast in the sea. Jesus marveled in this, listen, in this, in this same book to Matthew, he marveled at a centurion who said, Lord, you don't even have to go to my house Just speak the word. My servant will be healed. And Jesus said, be it unto you what you believe. You know what he meant? He meant, be it unto you what you believe. I'm convinced of this. Very few people think about God, think about the things of God outside the house of God. I I really think that. I think when you go home, you leave your Bibles on the pew. You may not do it literally, but you leave your Bibles on the pew, and you don't open again until the preacher says, turn to such and such. Where are you preaching out of lately? Where you been preaching out of? First Samuel. How about that? You know what David was? He was a man after God's own heart. You know what I believe David thought on and dwelt on the things of God. You say David was a sinner. Yeah, he was. So are you. So am I. I've missed the mark many times. But he let me come back home. Oh, Jeremiah said, "I'm through. I've had enough. I'm not going to do this anymore." And he said, "Then I realized there's something burning in my bones, and I couldn't help it." Hey, listen, I, I like it when you get the can't help it's. You ever had them? The can't help it's. I've had them a few times. I couldn't help shouting. I couldn't help running. I couldn't help putting my hands in the air. I couldn't help it. I got it. Boy, God gave me a case of it. And I didn't even have to say, God, is this you, because I knew it was. You ever had it like that? Sort of like getting the hiccups. And you can't get rid of them? Except you don't want to get rid of that, amen? You'd like to get rid of them hiccups, but you don't want to get rid of God. So we, we see, here's commissioning. He has commissioned these men for a specific purpose. He he zeroed in on some things. I don't know what he's looking at. I believe there were times that Christ had tunnel vision. I believe he knew all these things were going on because he said that. But there were specific things that had to be accomplished. And one of them was for these disciples who were apostles to understand the truths of God. Listen, the church has to understand these truths. That um, My son said this. We, we, we were at home not long ago, went to church. I like going to church. And, and he preached and he said, these are dispensations. I believe that. I believe God did certain things at certain times for certain people. We're living in the dispensation of grace. you say what is grace it's Grace is that which you listen you can't do anything wrong as far as God's concerned to bring you back. Let's see if I can remember that grace is receiving those things that you don't deserve and mercy are those things that you do deserve or withheld from you. God's big God's good you want me to tell you something that you'd like to hear? God loves you. God loves you. Hey, 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 you know why he's whipping you? If you're getting whooped, you know why? Because God loves you. That's right. My daddy never said this. He didn't have to. But he whipped me a couple of times. I don't forget. I didn't f I never forgot the two I got. I mean, my daddy whooped me. He didn't say, I did that because I love you. Tell you what, my daddy stayed sick for about three days. It's cause he loved me. He never said that. He didn't ever. He didn't say anything foolish like this. It's gonna hurt me more than it hurts you. Ain't that foolish? You want to hear something else foolish? Ask your youngin', do you want a whipping? I don't know how many times I ask my kids, "You want a whipping?" <laughs> Not never. I got four boys. Not one of them ever said, yeah, whip me, daddy. Tear yeah, me up. <laughs> but they, listen, they knew I would. And I know God will if I need it. But listen, I, I'm I'm glad I don't have to go to John 1-9 all the time and say, Lord, forgive me. What a tragic day it was in David's life. I think was his name nathan yes i was going to say nathan nathan pointed that finger and he said thou art the man and you know david melted inside see i i can't help but believe this i don't believe david saw her one time and fell into sin david was a man after god's own heart i believe david pondered on those things dreamed of those things you ever dream about sin? I'm just trying to help you. You know why I'm trying to help you? Because I love you. I loved your preacher a long time ago. I probably shouldn't have, but I did. <laughs> did I meet you at Wallace's place? No, I met you here. I did meet you here. It was an old church, and and uh, I, uh, my brother was preaching. I heard. Uh, Bob McCurry preaching here, and he jumped on the table, and I thought the house was going to fall down. Literally, I don't mean from his preaching. I mean, I thought the house was going to fall down. Aren't you glad the master took notice of you? He did. Listen, God has every hair on your head numbered. You know, if a sparrow falls and he knows about it, and he does, he cares more about you. He's the master. What he says is right. Now, now I may, even in preaching many times, there's some things I'd like to take back. I said, well, I can't do that. Preach I was wrong. But God's never been wrong. You me to give you another bit, tidbit of information? He never will be. You can trust God. You can trust the preacher. The preacher will do everything he can to help you. He will, a good preacher. He'll do everything he can to help you. But he can only help so much. He don't know how you feel. Listen, I don't know how these 12 men, I don't know how Judas Iscariot felt. I don't know if he, he was in this thing right now thinking we're going to make it. Or if he was already thinking I'm on I'm gonna turn against him. I don't know. Isn't that weird stuff to even think about? He's a devil. I used to be a devil. But I'm not now. It's because God saw me worthy. And he sees these men worthy. He wouldn't have chosen them if he didn't think they were. You know what, he's given Israel another chance. He's going going to send the gospel to the Gentiles. And you know what, I'm glad for that. But I'm not glad that Israel turned him down. That's why he said to these fellows, go ye to the house of Israel. And he said to do what? Preach. By the foolishness of preaching, God has seen to save men. I'll tell you what this is, a, this is. a foolish thing to be in this church today. Is it? Is it not? We come here at nine o'clock this morning. We left our house at nine o'clock. Got here at nine thirty, and we're excited about being here. That's foolish. You say who says that? The world does. You did it one time. Brother Widomire has already said he didn't plan to be a preacher. I doubt many people who preach and plan to be preachers. When I got saved, I said, Preacher, let me, I, I want to cut the grass. He said, Well, I got somebody doing that. I said, Let me clean the toilets. He said, Well, I got somebody doing that. I said, Let me clean the church. Well, I got somebody doing that. I said, What do you not have somebody doing? He said, somebody doing everything. I said, Well, what am I going to do? He said, Sit down and be quiet. God will tell you. He didn't mean just sit down and be quiet. He meant to sit down, pay attention. Is it is it is it hard to pay attention? Sometimes it is. And you know what? Paying attention really costs. It really does. Your neighbors don't. They don't want you to be here. Maybe some of you, mom and daddy, don't want you to be here. Might be some of you, your sisters and your brothers don't want you to be here. I'm glad you're here. (laughs) I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I got in. Here's the master. There were some men. I was amazed by this. God chooses brothers. Did you know that? He did. He he chose uh, Simon Peter and Andrew. They were brothers. He chose James and John. Now this is a different James than wrote the first book of the New Testament. It's a different. This is uh, James, the brother of John. That was the brother of Jesus that wrote the book. Now now let me say this. It's easy to get confused about how these people are for us. But it's not for God. I'm glad God's never been confused one day in his life. If he's got a day, I don't know what his day is. There's friends, brothers, and friends, they were, they were unknowns. Do you know there's a lot of people that did things in Scripture, that we just don't know their names, we don't know who they were. But God does. opposites. You had Simon the Canaanite, he was a zealot. Did you you know what the zealots were? If they didn't like it, they killed it. They didn't have guns because they couldn't shoot it. Had knives, brother, they had to stab it. (laughs) They didn't like it. And the truth is if if Simon would have known probably known Simon Peter before they got saved, he probably would kill Simon Peter. He didn't like anything political. He he didn't like. He he's a zealot. He's a zealot. But God called him. And you know what the call is to change. Not what I used to be. I am not what I used to be. I, I I used to. Hey, listen. If if I if I was what I used to be, you wouldn't have nothing to do with me. You do hear something else? I hadn't had nothing to do with you either. Simon, can, can you imagine? God put these fellas together and he sent them out two by two. He sent Simon the Canaanite, he's a zealot, sent him out with Judas Iscariot. Can you imagine what Simon must have thought about Judas? Who was James the less? We don't know anything about him. But God did. God thought so much about him, he called him to be one of his apostles. That's pretty big, isn't it? Now, uh, here's the men. God gives them a mission. He tells them in verse 5, he said, the twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them. Has God commanded you? I believe he has. He did that he did that at the end of Matthew Let's, let me see if I can find that and just read it to you And I, I'm about through preacher I, I about had it I about had enough ain't you <laughs> can you handle much more oh you can all right we, we'll see what much more we can do then was it somebody said how much damage can you do I can do a lot I don't want to but it does happen. And Matthew, uh, he, he, re, he records this um, and, and tells us what we're to do. We're to go and preach and teach in the name of Christ. That's what he tells us to do. Are you doing that? He said, well, I'm not a preacher. Well, I'd be a preacher to preach. That's my wife. Don't laugh, Mrs. Whittemore. We done heard about you. <laughs> I know some preachers wise, don't you? And some, they can get in with the best of them. But they ain't been called to preach. You do know that, don't you? But, but Matthew said, go ye. Teach. Tell them what Christ has done. Aren't you glad that the Lord's done some things? He put them on a mission. It's sort of like this taking a dog and saying, Sick him, son. You, you say dogs don't do that. I had one that would. You said, Sick him. You know what he did? He him. And I wasn't saved, and I didn't mind sicking him on people either. <laughs> so there. You come to my house, you can get sick by a dog. I had many people that told me that dog won't bite me. I'd say, stick him. And he'd bite them. Listen, they're on a mission. They have a message. As you go, he said, preach. Saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Did you know this? Even now the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But he's talking about for the Jew. He's saying, I'm about to put you in something you can't handle. I'm in something I can't handle. You know what I found out? I don't have to handle it. (laughs) God will sick 'em. them. Listen, I don't have to tell God. I heard people praying when I first got saved, praying stuff like, God, you'd break their arms and break their legs and save them Anyway, you have. You don't have to do that. Listen, God knows what it's going to take to get somebody in. You don't have to tell God anything. You don't have to tell God. God knows exactly what it took to get me in. First thing that happened, I got sick of the honky-tonks. I was playing music in them. I got sick of the honky I mean, I got sick of it. I didn't want to go back to the honky tonk. And my brother was playing with me. We went one and this fella took a couple of shots, just free. Pow, pow. And, uh, and David said, I'm not going back. I said, you got to go back. You're part of the band. He said, I don't care. I ain't going back. And it wasn't long, he got saved. You know what? God is dealing with that old boy. And I said, Huh, well, how about that? And then the fella that started the band, he got saved. I said, something ain't right here. And God began to deal with my heart, and I got saved. And another fella played the drums that's for us. He got saved. That's pretty amazing. God, You know what I found out? God's in the saving business. And then, been to, then he began to call some of us to preach. I said, something ain't right here at all. But it is right, ain't it? So so there was a message. There were miracles. Hey, listen, verse 8 tells us. says, he said, to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, Freely, as ye have received, freely given. And i and you don't tell you something, he said there's not gonna be any failures. I'm in charge of this thing. And there's not gonna be any fee. I was Christ paid the price. <laughs> That's amazing it? you can I said earlier you can't out give God. I, I probably told this story, I've told this story many times. I, I, I went in this church and a young preacher had been put out of his church. I said, Tell me I won't give this young preacher a hundred dollars. She said, okay. I, and it's not, it's not bragging. It's just I'm just telling what God does. Yes, so on the way out, this lady put a check in my hand, brother. I said, we got in the car. You don't ever look at the check. If you ever start preaching, don't look at the check to you get in the car. <laughs> I don't know why we do that, but we do that. And so I got in the car, and I unfolded I said, Tim, you ain't going to believe this. She said, $100? I said, $200. You tell me God, God, you say, has he done that every time you've given money? No we did that time he did that time and what I found God, hey listen God is the God of miracles you know what a great miracle is he saved you he shouldn't have we did he loves you he shouldn't have but he does hey he's God it's miracles and there's money involved in this thing too you can't live without money. But he told these fellas, he said, this is what he said, he said, provide neither gold nor silver nor brass for your purses. Don't, no script for your journey. No, don't take two coats. Don't, he said, neither shoes nor staves. That's a staff. He said, for the workman is worthy of his meat. What's he say? Later on, he's going to say, you take it. He said, if you don't have a sword, buy you one. I don't know what a sword is, do you? <laughs> That's what he said you one. Some people think he's talking about weapons here, and he may be. And I would dare say there's a few pistols in this place. <laughs> I'm just telling you, God wants you to take care of yourself and the, those around you. God really does. You know why? Because God's put it in the hearts of men. God's put it in the hearts of people. Listen, God, you say God does that. God does that. But God uses people. Aren't you glad to get used once in a while? I got a note the other day and uh, said God used you and I thank you. And that made me feel, preacher preacher made me feel about that big. Because what I did was absolutely nothing. God told me to. God tell you to. If you just be quiet a minute. Now, I don't mean it's ugly, but some people can't keep their mouth shut. Was that ugly? I don't think that ugly. Just be quiet once in a while and listen to God. He'll tell you something. And you need to know it. Listen, miracles, money. He had a method. Again, he said, Whosoever shall not receive you, he said, nor hear your words when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. He didn't say that to him later. What he's saying here is, I'll take care of this. Judgment's going to come. That's what he went on to say. Verily I say to you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment, then for that city. I had an preacher tell me one time, he said, you know what tolerable means? I said, uh, what does it mean? He said, you don't have no appetite, but you eat anyway. That's tolerable. Listen, God's putting up with some stuff. I'll tell you, God's putting up with some stuff right now. But There's coming a day he's, gonna, he's not going to put up with it anymore. And we're going to stand before him and we're going to give him an account. You see, God's commissioned some people to do some things. For this, it's for the children of Israel. He said, I want I want my people, my nation. It, it is God's nation. Hey, listen, when you see the Jews over there, we were watching a program, um, might have been on ETV. I mean, not ETV. Um, what's that thing you watch? E- YouTube. Might have been on YouTube. And it was talking, and Isaac said, Daddy, you won't believe this. That place is full of homosexuals, full of homosexuals. I said, really? That is amazing. But you know why they are? Because they don't know Jesus. You know why people act like people act? Because they don't know the Lord. And the truth is, if you didn't know God, you'd act just like they do or worse. Brother, you'd probably be all tattooed up, Amen. thinking you're, I don't know, what are you, 50 years old, 59, thinking I am a cool dude, look at all my tattoos, I am cool, earrings, yeah. nose rings, you'd have, hey, listen, you'd have a beard, somebody got a beard anyway. And you'd be saying, I am one cool dude. Amen. Don't tell me you ain't never said that. Prince, Prince. When I was a lost man, I said, they don't get no cooler than me. Amen. I am cool. You know what? I was crazy. I had a nickname. I, I still can't get over what they call me. They call me wild man. I wonder why they did that. That's what they call me. Call some dog. Hey, dog. (laughs) You know why? It's because people, we were crazy. We didn't care what happened to us. You know, know the truth? I didn't care if I died or not. I didn't care. I was doing things that should have been dead. But God. God knew one day he'd need me to stand right here and declare to you these truths I I don't make me feel good to say keep your mouth shut but you need to you need to listen to the Lord amen Amen. God speaks somebody said uh, well when I got when I got called to preach God it it was louder than audible that may be so God spoke my heart. as because I found a still place. And it was a small voice. God didn't speak to me being say. All right, big guy. It's time for you to preach. No, he didn't say that. He said, I need you. And I said, God, you need me? Why you need me? You know what I found out? Why he needed me? I mean, How many meetings have you been to lately where somebody surrendered to preach? Not many. Not many. I used to go to meetings everywhere. Brother Winnebara, he, he knows that. We went to meetings. There'd be 600 people there and 50 boys that surrendered to preach. I don't know if any of them really got in or got out. I don't know. But they said they did. And you don't see that now. We went to one. I preached at one meeting. A young man surrendered to preach. When I called him, he said, I I didn't really surrender to preach. I said, you didn't surrender to preach? No, I didn't surrender to preach. I just got caught up in a moment. It'd be easy to get caught up in something, wouldn't it? God don't want you caught up. God wants you called out. That's what we are. We are called out people. Set aside and set apart for his use. For the master's use. Did you, did you hear that? Or well, the master's use. Did, did I say master? Yes, sir. I meant the master. These men, twelve of them. They, they're, when Jesus leaves, they're going to take over. What you going to do if, if you were to, if you got a call tomorrow and said, um, "Pastor died. He, he just died." I mean he's not been sick or anything he just died what you gonna do C- could you help God forbid he dies Amen. somebody say amen, amen. <laughs> but it's gonna happen one day you know what the Bible says it's appointed unto all men once to die Brother, I was looking on the, I shouldn't look on the computer, but I was looking on the computer the other day. Do you know how old Willie Netson is? Eighty-nine years old. I remember when I was a lost man, he sang a song, There's more old drunks than there are old doctors. You know why? You know why he sang that? Because they don't have any pressures on them whatsoever. man of God's got pressures on him. Can you imagine putting on a meeting like this? Yeah, you can, because you happen to do it. Some of you are. It's not easy. Not easy. But it is fruitful. I've come to find out some of the things, hardest things in my journey have been some of the most rewarding. Yeah. I hadn't said I was quitting yet, have I? I told the preacher, you ready for me to (laughs) quit? He ain't never ready for me to quit. But I'm going to quit. I'm not quitting, quitting. I'm going to quit right now. I've been doing this a long time. 1981, God called me into ministry. Or saved me. And 83 called me into ministry. That's a long time. Not as long as Brother Whitmore. But it has gone by in a hurry, hasn't it, Brother? I was a young man. I, I remember having black hair. You remember having hair, don't you, Brother? <laughs> And uh, times change. But I'll tell you this, God never changes. God's the same today as he was yesterday, as he will be tomorrow. What a great God we serve.